Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Made in VA podcast. I am your host, Eric Hancock, and I am very pleased today to be joined with Miss Carrie Cheatham of Snail Mail. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I am great. I'm trying to adjust, um, of course, in, in typical Virginia fashion. You know, it's like summertime, then it's wintertime, then it's summertime again, then it's wintertime again. So... <laughs> <laughs> can't watch the wardrobe just yet. I know, right? That's one of the great things about living in our state. Um, well, cool. So, uh, Carrie is the founder, uh, you know, owner, operator of Snail Mail. And so today we're going to deep dive into that biz and get a little bit of her story and, uh, and talk about what she's doing over there. So, uh, give me a quick bio. You said that you, you live currently in Rockville in Hanover County, but you're not originally from there. So just give us a quick, quick little background bio, and then uh, we'll get into some other questions I have. Sure, sure. So I'm originally from Orange County, Virginia, um, over near like the Charlottesville area. And my husband is from Matilka down um, in Chesterfield. And so we both went to Randolph-Macon in Ashland. Um, and after, yeah, after we, um, graduated, he graduated a little bit earlier than I did. Uh, we got married and luckily found this house in Rockville, which literally was between both families. Um, we couldn't have gotten luckier. So it's a great little community. Um, and yeah, we just, yeah, that was it. (laughs) So how long have you guys, how long have you guys been married? It'll be four years next month. Ah, um, congratulations. We got in June of, yeah, thanks. June of 2016. And so uh, we've lived here since August of 2016. Um, got three dogs, a flock of chickens in the back. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, so when did snail mail come into existence? How long, uh, when did that start up and what was the time frame around that? Sure. So I created Snail Mail in um, April of 2017. And um, I, at that time, was working a full-time job at a nonprofit um, and just started doing this on the side because it was fun. And um, during 2017, um, some things kind of changed with the way that um, refugees and migrants were kind of being regulated. And so I wanted to ensure that the, not only were the nonprofits in the Richmond area um, getting the support that they needed, but also that we were being, as community members, being conscious and being um, kind to our neighbors that were refugees and migrants, because there are a lot of them in the area. and so April 2017, I rolled it out as a side hustle and was making them and making them. And then it got to be one of those things where I was like, well, this is getting a little bit too big for what I'm doing, you know, working an eight hour day to come home to work another <laughs> five hours on this. Yep. <laughs> and so um, I guess it was probably, I think it was a year later, I up and quit my full-time job and started working super part-time and making this more of a thing. And so, yeah, it's like the, the, 
the job aspect of it is getting smaller, but like the snail mill part of it is getting bigger. So it's kind of this small progression. Um, but it's been great. It's been, I guess, three years now. Wow. That's awesome. So, well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And so <laughs> I guess I, I probably, what I thought. say what? Sorry. I said, this is not what I thought I was going to be doing after I graduated college, but here I am. That's the greatest <laughs> thing about it though, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I should have prefaced that question with the question of, I, ha I have a question down here that I wanted to know what's behind the name, because obviously, you know, snail mail, like I said, we talked about a little bit before we started recording. That's a phrase that's, that's pretty commonly used. Um, but so is snail mail is primarily making greeting cards, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. I guess it's primarily let me back up uh, and be a little bit better of a host and a question asker here and say, <laughs> tell me what the primary function of snail mail is. What is your core business uh, uh, operation yeah. and what is your, what is your core product that you guys offer? Sure. So I make greeting cards. I started making greeting cards right off the bat. When we first started, I really wanted to do something to help those nonprofits. And so I was kind of stuck and my husband was like, well, make greeting cards for everything so why don't you just make those you know it's very limited supplies the possibilities are endless everybody always needs a card for something um and so primarily i make greeting cards um i also have kind of branched out into the world of making stickers and also um t-shirt designs um i just finished actually yeah i just finished three custom portraits um, family portraits, home portraits, family and home. Um, and so the nice thing about doing art is that, you know, the possibilities really are endless and you can really do whatever, whatever somebody is envisioning. Most of the time we can make it happen. That's awesome. Yeah. And so where, uh, so then where did, where did you land on snail mail as a name? Snail mail literally just made me giggle it made me laugh <laughs> because it's this old school term for what the postal service is um and so i wanted it to be super straightforward when i first started it i was like i don't want people to have to like guess what i'm doing i want it to be very very obvious and so snail mail was what we decided on and it stuck it rhymes people laugh like not laugh in a mean way, but just laugh because snail mail is, it's just, it's lighthearted. It's playful. It is super old school. We're making greeting cards, which is <laughs> honestly kind of old school. Yeah. So, um, it just, it fits and yeah. And we took it in the state of Virginia. That's, that's us. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And so do you have, uh, like, have you always been artistic? Do you have a long time art background or is this kind of something you discovered like when you're in college or tell me about that? I have no art background. I was a sociology major in college. I took one art class in college and it was a drawing class and come to find out I was really bad at um, <laughs> classically trained art. <laughs> Um, I think I might've gotten a C in that class. <laughs> and, um, so drawing class was not for me, but in class I was a doodler. I am somebody who 
if I have to listen to somebody speak, I always have pen and paper. And most of the time, there's more pictures than there are words, um, which in college didn't really help me all that well. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) I couldn't remember anything (laughs) that was in the class. Um, But doodling, I would say, is definitely my only true art background. And a lot of the art that you see on cards are really just doodles that I've turned into more um, manicured art pieces. So, yeah. That's awesome. True art background. (laughs) That's super cool. So, that's going to lead me into one big question that I had that I wanted to ask you is, like, where do you find uh, a lot of your inspiration? Like, does something just hit you and then you jot it down and revisit it later? Do you have a notebook that's full of doodles that – you know, like how, how, take me through the process of like idea all the way through to your shipping an order out to somebody. Yeah. So, um, I have a notebook. I have like five sketchbooks. They all are laying either around my office or around the house. There's probably one in my car. Um, if I don't have pencil and paper, I always have my notes in my phone. I have this like super long list of, um, ideas that just will pop into my head, whether I'm driving somewhere and I see something, but don't write it down, then it, it just leaves me. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of sketching that goes on. There's honestly just like a lot of words that get written down to, then I will revisit them later, um, and try and come up with a design. A lot of designs don't make it onto cards. A lot of designs just live in the notebook. Um, but they basically go from either words to design to card, or they go from words to design and they stay in the notebook. <laughs> um, originally, when I first started doing this and I was, you know, making them here and there, I was, I was doing every single card hand done. Every single one. From start to finish, it was words to design to card. And then I have to write everything and draw everything, then turn around and paint it. And so that was the original um, of what I was doing. And then I got more cards and I got more business. And all of those things started, like, really coming together. And so then um, I some of my designs are printed the outlines of them are, but they are always, always, always hand-painted. That is something that I will never stray from because the painting part of the card process is really fun for me, even if I have to make 500 of the same thing. Um, Every single card turns out a little bit different because the paint doesn't always mix together (laughs) the same way. So... um, the process is long for a greeting card, um, but I think that that's what makes it so special is, you know, somebody took the time to come up with something punchy to draw it, maybe to print the outline, to then hand paint it, and then send it to you to then send it to somebody else. And so I think that, you know, even though it's just a greeting card, it's not just a piece of paper. It's thought that goes in behind it 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the type of person that likes to give really unique and special gifts. And I was thinking the same thing when you were talking about painting, because I'm sure as you paint, number one, you're probably like really crisp and right on the lines. But then by the time you get to 498 and 499, your hands probably like not quite as steady. (laughs) So, so you really are getting like a unique uh, product every single time, which I think is, is really, really cool. Thank you. Thanks. It's definitely something that, um, you know, it comes in waves. If I don't have a day where painting is going well, then I won't paint. And if I have a day where I am rocking and rolling, then I will crank out as many cards as I can. Yeah. Um, so it just, it all depends on the day and like what I'm feeling like. So, um, but yeah, the painting part of it is that is something that will, I will always stay true to because, that's how I started and that's what people love about them. So, you know, I just, I don't have the heart to print them. <laughs> I just don't. That's cool. So do you, how many do you do? I know like when we first uh, talked, when I first reached out to you about like mother's day, like what is a typical run of like cards for you? Is it several hundred that you do at a time? Um, like what I, I'm, I'm curious as to how many, like you're talking about that you're cranking out when you say you're sitting down and cranking them out. Yeah, so during the holidays, um, I prob- I crank out like thousands of cards. Whoa. Maybe not tens of thousands, <laughs> not tens of thousands of cards, but I crank out thousands of cards. Um, and so I have to start in like, I think last year I started in September, and yeah. so I think this year I might have to start in August, which seems absurd. Because um, I'm one of those people that I'm like, I can't do holidays until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yet, you know having to do that many cards. Um, and, you know, I ha- I do that many cards for both retail, but I also have a ton of wholesale accounts. Um, and so getting all of those, like, ready for stores to be prepared. Um, sure, yeah, because most stores are, stores are starting to prepare um, in September and October, too, because they know it's their busiest time of year. Um, and they want to make sure right. that they're prepared and not going to run out. So yeah, that makes sense. But, but wow, that's, that's a lot of hand painting. That's impressive. Yeah. I think in the, I think in the, the last time I like looked at the numbers, I'm pretty sure I'm over 15,000 in three years. Whoa. <laughs> in just cards. That's awesome. And every so, single one is hand done, you know, in some aspect yeah. or another. Wow. That's 15,000 plus little tiny pieces of art. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's 15,000 plus, you know, like, uh, how are you doings or thinking about you or I love you's or things like that, which is even bigger when you think about it, uh, you know, than you, exactly. st- you, you sitting at a desk and hand painting, which is super cool. Um, that's yeah. awesome. So then what, uh, what's been your favorite card that you've done or that you do or that you've ever done? So there is a card that we actually started with and it's my, it's my husband's favorite and it makes me laugh every time I see it. It's one that people point at every time I do a market. They're like, Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's literally just a cow and the cow's name is Francis. We named the cow (laughs) (laughs) and it just says muchas gracias. And, um, Oh yeah. I've seen that one is the cow has a, a mouthful of grass, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like how has like an absurdly large head and a really tiny body and like twig legs, and it's really, 
it reminds me of something that like a five-year-old would paint and like put on the fridge. Um, but it's something that people really, really like and they laugh at and it makes me happy when people, you know, just giggle. Um, <laughs> our, our, you know, our whole thing is just to, like be a little bit more lighthearted um, and a little more playful. And so that is one that definitely um, sticks with people. One that I did recently that I've <laughs> sold out of twice in less than a week <laughs> was the margarita and the tequila bottle, and it says, keep your spirits up. Yeah, I saw that one too. That was, that's good. Yeah. 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 And so, so a lot, so muchas gracias, is that more, would you say that's more of a thank you card or is that a general, just kind of a general, like whatever, you know, do you, do you have like a, I guess it would be like a genre or like a purpose for each particular one, or do you tend to make them universal so you can use them for whatever you choose for as the end user or whatever consumer? Sure. Um, I, I try to make cards that are more universal. We do have a selection of cards that are geared like the cow more towards thank you or I'm grateful for you. Um, birthday cards. Um, but those are a pretty minimal selection. A lot of the cards, I would say about 80% of the cards that I make are for whenever and wherever and whoever. Um, it's, it's nice to see there are a lot of people that come to me that are like, I just need a stash of cards at my house, like for when I need them. I'm not buying them in particularly for anybody, but I just need some at my house. Yep. And so um, having cards that are universal and can be given at any time have been um, probably the most popular because people like to send cards for birthdays, but they also just like to send cards just because they can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's actually, when you said keep a stash of cards handy, it actually reminds me of something that, like I experienced growing up. So I had two great aunts. Um, they were never married, never had kids of their own. And so my brother and I and our two cousins, they would send us cards for everything like Valentine's day, Easter birthday, Christmas, like any little holiday that they like could send a card for, they would send us a card. And so course I hated it when I was a kid now I understand the importance of it now but my mom would always make us sit down and write like a thank you card you know like because they lived in northern Virginia we didn't get to see we saw them at Christmas time pretty much or maybe a couple other times a year but um you know she's like write a couple sentences and tell them you know how your school year is going or whatever and I used to hate it when I was a kid but but we always had like a stash of cards uh, that we would go pull out of uh, and write to them, you know, and, and actually since they've passed away, my aunt has tried to carry on the tradition and obviously my brother and I, my cousins were all grown. We have kids of our own. And so she does the same thing for them. She sends my three kids a card for everything and all their birthdays are in April. So she gets hammered like Valentine's day, Easter birthdays <laughs> at one time, but it's kind of the same thing. Like we try to keep a little stash of cards around here and I always encourage them to try to customize it as much uh, as they can, because it really can make somebody's day when they get, you know, something in the mail. I know that used to be the great thing when I was a kid, like when you're a kid, you never get mail. But then, like, when my mom come in and be like, you got mail today, I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it is, it is something so that's exciting. really special. Yep. Yeah. I think something, too, and you just, you just kind of hit the nail on the head, is, like, getting real mail. How exciting is it to open your mailbox 
and be like, oh my gosh, I have real mail. There are no bills in here. Yeah. There's no <laughs> yeah. in here. That's awesome. And you so, don't have to worry about it going to the spam folder. So you're not going to miss it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so nice to open your mailbox and see either for me, it's a brown envelope, but like, just to see like a colored envelope or something handwritten on there. And you're like, Oh my gosh, what is it? It's just that it's like that excitement. You turn into like a kid again because we don't get real mail anymore. Sure. Yep. A lot of us don't get real mail. Yep. And so when we do get it, yeah, it's super exciting. We do get it. It's so exciting. Yeah. So do you have the option where like, so if I wanted to send my mom a mother's day card, could I place an order through your store and then you mail it directly to her? Does that, is that part of, obviously I know I can get one sent to me and I can do whatever I want with it, but do you offer that as well? Or you would send it directly to somebody or how does that work? Yes. So at this, at this time, since things are trying not to be, you know, handled as much, if you want to order a card to send it to your mom or your best friend in Roanoke or wherever, um, you can order the card through me and I'll go ahead and send it because right now we are actually offering stamps with every card purchase. Cool. And so if you buy a card through me and I send it to you, it'll already have a stamp on the envelope. If you order a card through me and you want me to send it, I'll go ahead and write in it and I'll just send it off. Wow. So however, yeah. So however you want to, you know, do it. If you want to personally write in it, that's one thing you want me to do it, we can do that too. Um, being a card maker, I try so hard to write other people's cards. Um, and it doesn't always happen <laughs> because I'm busy making the card. Yep. And so if somebody wants me to write something to somebody else, that would make me really happy too. <laughs> That's awesome. So have you seen, I know that uh, I've heard through various things and talking to various people, like since we've all kind of been quarantined and had more time on our hands for, for some, um, have you seen like an increase in people wanting to share, you know, Hey, I've just been thinking about you or, or whatever. Like I know that I've seen some stuff where like Verizon says that their phone, you know, traffic is up way more and people are getting in touch with relatives and connecting with friends they haven't talked to in a long time, just because a lot of us have a little extra time on our hands um, and stuff. So have you seen that kind of translating through with the cards? I have seen some really interesting um, I guess analytics behind this because I'm seeing a lot more orders come to me and that's probably because of number one stores, retail stores are mostly closed to the yeah. public. Yep. And so people have to come directly to me, but also people are talking that word of mouth is happening. Um, that community is happening um, where people are trying to support small businesses. And so I'm seeing that increase because because of that kind of community aspect. But I'm also seeing people wanting custom cards. And I do that. And I've always done that. But I've seen an in, a major increase in custom cards and custom portraits. Um, for example, a about a month ago, I had a friend who lives in Queens um, contact me because her best friend had lost her father. And she didn't really know what to do. And so she sent me a picture of her friend and her friend's father. And it's their favorite picture. And so what I did was I just painted it on a little 5 by 7 and sent a card with it 
that had a note from um, my friend in Queens. And those kind of, it's very, um, excuse me, it's very minimal, but it's something that she can frame. And it's something that just like, yeah, Yeah. it totally reminds her of her dad. Um, And so I think as these times change and like we can't see friends and family or, you know, we can't interact like we used to. I think people are getting super intentional about how they communicate with people. And so not only is it increase of sales and increase of cards, but it's also an increase of intention, which I think is so cool to see. Um, people have approached me with so many different um so many different thoughtful ways of communicating, which I love. Yeah, I like I that. love that. I like that, uh, what you just said there with the intention. You know, that's that's an awesome observation. I'm pumped to hear that. Like, you know, it's, it's always refreshing to hear something that's, uh, you know, good that's coming out of, of everything that is doom and gloom that you may see, you know, on TV or going on around us and stuff like that. Um, I've been, it's been really cool to hear uh, a lot of the success stories and people innovating and people pivoting. Um, I think it's been awesome to see what the restaurants have been doing. So I think it's really awesome to hear, to hear that from you, um, you know, as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's been truly like an honor when people come to me with stuff like that. Um, because I'm just here making art and if I can help in any way, shape or form, I'll do it. And so being basically like an entrusted with something that special for people has been, yeah. um, it's, it's been an honor to do a lot of these things because a lot of them are very sentimental and very personal. Um, and so I don't know, it's just, it makes me really happy to know that people want my artwork, you know, sent to somebody or in their home or something like that. So, yeah. Wow. That is powerful. You sit back and think about it. Like, it doesn't it make you feel really yeah. big, but then really small at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's cool. So I saw the other day, too, that you did, um, you had been doing some live streams, like on Google Hangout or something like that. So tell me about, tell me about that. Sure. Um, I, the first time I did it, I did it on Instagram Live, and then I did it on Google Hangout last, last week. Um, I'm probably going to do it on Google Hangout again tomorrow. I started doing basically like a live stream and a um, like a Zoom call almost of ordinary art. Um, and basically just if you have a break in your day or you need a break in your day to just do something lighthearted, come and do art with me for 30 minutes or 20 minutes if you have time, or if you want to do it for an hour, we'll do it for an hour. Each week we have, um, I try and set an intention for the class. That way there's some sort of meaning behind it. And so last week we did um, art around silver lining. You know, we might be super frustrated that we can't be around our friends and family, but thank God for technology that we can still communicate and even visually communicate with people. And so we we drew like a giant iPhone with like things that make us really happy on the inside. And so it's for all ages. 
a lot of people get their kids to join, which I think is so much fun. It's for adults, too. And the other thing, too, is if you've got crayons at home, awesome. If you just have a pencil and a piece of paper, that's great, too. There's, you know, I'm trying to make it to where it's for everybody. You don't have to have paint. You don't have to have fancy pens and things to do art. Art is simply just making shapes and lines and making something out of it. And so um, I haven't quite decided on what tomorrow is going to be. Um, but normally it's, you know, 20 minutes to an hour, depending on how invested or how much time people have. And so it's been really fun. Um, and people have given me really great feedback about how refreshing it is just to sit and draw and not really have, um, not really have any pressure to do something, you know, grand. Sure. So ordinary art. That's awesome. I like that. And then, yeah, it's, I think that's the problem that a lot of us have with our art. Um, even, uh, taking pictures, it's like worrying that somebody's going to think that it's not good or anything else, but it is a great way to flex your creativity that you might not get to otherwise, and maybe give some self-expression. Um, but I think the important thing is just not to care what anybody else thinks about it. Like you did it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's art looks different. Sure. Um, I know I compare myself to a lot of other artists out there and I am nowhere near on their level, <laughs> but my art is, it's mine. And I did that. And sure. you know, the little things, those little pro like progress marks are, big things in my book so yeah, definitely when you have to look too, like I'm a big uh proponent of like putting in reps you know because I have a fitness background and stuff like that and so like to think about you I mean you've put in 15,000 reps of drawing cards and that doesn't count everything that doesn't even make it to print or to press so you know that's a lot of work um and that's really how you hone any skill you know experience uh, I heard a I heard a quote the other day. Uh, somebody said, "You can't Google experience," um, and I guess technically you can the word, but uh, I think it was more along the lines of you know sometimes you just got to roll up your sleeves and do some stuff for a while, um, you know. And uh, gosh, you know that yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, and there's a lot of failure in between all those little progress steps. I can't tell you how many cards I've ruined. I actually have a stack. Oh, it's over there now, but I actually have a stack of cards that are like my oops cards that I either misspelled a word or I completely botched the drawing on it. So, yeah. Oh, you know, I think Making, that might be a good idea. You could have probably an oops collection on your site. Um, you know, you might be able to, uh, to market that as like a, I made a mistake, I'm sorry kind of card. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, there's a lot to pick from. So <laughs> That's awesome. We'll do that. <laughs> That's super cool. And so, um, I saw a couple of the uh, the custom portraits that you did uh, on your Instagram. Is that something? If somebody wants to do that, they would have to probably reach out directly for you to get some details on it. Yes, I um, I've actually always done them. I've always done custom portraits. They just haven't always been at the forefront because the greeting cards are what people know me for. Sure. And so I, yeah, this is the biggest portrait I've ever done, and it was daunting. I 
um, work on a four by five inch piece of paper normally. <laughs> and so an 18 by 24 kind of Whoa. made me yeah. sweat a little bit. <laughs> Um, and it was a white house on white paper. And so that was really challenging, but I loved every second of it. I love drawing houses. I love it. It's so much fun because it's so different from what I normally do. Um, and when he, when the client approached me, I was like, yes, yes, this is going to be hard, but yes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so if somebody wanted to get in contact with me, um, they can go to our website and fill out the contact us form on the website, and that will come directly to me. And yeah, um, there are not a ton of limitations on portraits. Um, no idea is too out there. And so if they've got an idea or they've got something they want up, you know, want to try out, um, yeah, we can we can make it happen. That's awesome. And so in terms of custom work, you said you had branched out into doing some stickers. Do you do like branding stuff for people if they're looking for, you know, like a, like a, I don't know, maybe not like a logo, but maybe like a mascot type thing or something like that? I mean, can you elaborate a little bit more if anybody's interested in maybe doing something for their business even? Sure. I am not trained in branding, um, but I do art. So if my art fits your brand, <laughs> um, I would be more than happy to um, create something, whether that's a logo, whether that's, um, like you said, like a mascot, or even if it's just a piece of art for something special. I recently did a t-shirt design for a legacy coffee roasters, and somebody else printed it um, on t-shirts, but, you know... He said, you know, I I love your artwork, and I really would love to incorporate Ashland, Richmond, and Hopewell all together because those are their, you know, those were their key locations. And so I created a design and ran with it, and we created a T-shirt together, and it was really fun. Um, So, yeah, the, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't have any training in branding, um, per se, but if you've got an idea or a visual that you need to be, you know, you need brought to life, I am absolutely here for that. That's awesome. And so the best place for everybody to check out your quote unquote portfolio, I guess, is, uh, the best place Instagram for everybody to go check out what your, uh, what some of your work looks like and kind of a little more, I think that your, your account is actually a really good reflection on your personality. Um, after I looked at it, before we did the interview and then talking to you now, um, I think you do a really great job of translating uh, yourself and your business and your brand and your passion into those pictures and those captions. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Instagram is a great place um, and probably the most um, frequented place that my work is. Um, Also, if you don't do Instagram, but you might do Facebook, um, I link everything together. And so whatever you see on Instagram is most likely on Facebook. Um, And so either of those social outlets are great. Um, We also, you know, I'll have a website where you can see a lot of the cards. Um, Not a lot of the custom portrait stuff is on there yet, but it will be. Um, So, you know, if, if somebody needs to 
see what I do or is more interested in um, what my art looks like, yeah, I would say social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram, um, are both both well um, posted. <laughs> Perfect. So what, uh, what's your handles for, the, for both of those so that we can find you at? Sure. So it's at Cheatham Snail underscore Mail for Instagram. And then it should be um, facebook.com forward slash Cheatham Snail Mail. All right. All one word. Yep. Excellent. All one word. And how about the website? The website is www.cheatumsnailmail.com. Excellent. All right, Carrie, well, thank you so much for your time today and uh, letting us get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain at Snail Mail and uh, get to know you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Eric, for having me. Definitely.